out of here. Georgia is starting to walk the walk. High hopes cranked up after that classic win in South Bend. But they now face a breakthrough player. Georgia native Nick Fitzgerald returns home with the number one scoring offense in the league. And his proven quarterback whisperer head coach has that certain smile once again. We've got 3-0 Bulldogs times two. Hale State and Silver Bridges. It's a double dog dare of an SEC challenge right now. expect to see Georgia come out throwing early to loosen up this Mississippi State defense and then get it to their running backs. Flea flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin into his hands and guess which dogs are barking first. Uga, get after it. Say it was a good analogy for Georgia. They're always bridesmaids, never a bride. But that might make your bridesmaids <laughs> feel bad. You have the uh, your wedding coming up. Yes. And I wanted to say that you know you did schedule it on a Georgia weekend. However, I scheduled it a year and a half in advance, and I took into account that it was going to be the Tennessee, which I knew was away. So at least I did it on an away date. Right, an away game. So that was good. We appreciate you I taking tried. that in consideration. I was going to say... However, the timing's not so great now. Yeah. It the being a 3.30 game and 3:30. my ceremony being smack dab in the middle of that. That's well, all right. Well, the tail end of it, but... We'll, uh, we'll DVR it and watch the end. Okay. Or, you know, you can put a little uh, little earpiece in your ear as long as you don't scream out during the ceremony. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's probably best if we don't sit together like all the guys in the wedding because we'll definitely be watching it and then we'll scream out loud if something good happens. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so long as it coincides with us, us kissing or being pronounced, you know, man and wife, um, excuse me, husband and wife, <laughs> I'll be all right. I want you and that young man to tie that knot. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to hold on to God's unchanging hand because he helped Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. Yes, he helped Daniel get out the lines then. He helped kill a gun. Get off the island, Lord. So my nickname for you, I generally have nicknames for people on the podcast, but my nickname for you has always been Jen Mays. It's like your full your full name. I, I like that. Well, it's not going to be Jen Mays in three more days. So what, I'd call you Jen Mays Russell? Yeah, you can do that. I like that. Jen Mays Russell. It's kind of long, though. It is kind of long. Jen Russell. That, that, does, that sounds mm-hmm. pretty good. Is that what you're going to go by? Or are you going to have like a hyphen? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, I'm not probably going to do the hyphen thing. If anything, I just won't change it because I'm lazy. Uh, or I'll just take his name and keep Mays as the middle name. So then Jen Mays Russell still works. That does still work. So did you see the Georgia game Saturday? Um, I watched some of it, not all of it. I watched most of it, actually. I missed about the first quarter, and I watched this the last three quarters. Oh, so you missed the flea flicker in the beginning? That was a tough play to miss. I know. I totally missed that. I did, I did see it on the highlights, but, uh, yeah, I, I missed, like, the killer 
first play or second play of the game. You, uh, you and I tailgated together for about 15 years, every home game, every year. And then you uh, kind of bailed out a few years ago. Adam's fault. Right. But you hadn't really missed anything because we've been <laughs> terrible those few years. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've made a good decision uh, on bailing on the season tickets, at least the past couple of years. This year, we're looking, we're looking pretty good, though. We're looking, we're looking real solid. Yeah. Maybe this, this year is our year to be the bride. Maybe. That would be sweet. Just hope we're not like <laughs> the bride of Alabama because that would be bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. We're, we're probably going to get crushed by them. So you, you and I, we met in eighth grade. We had uh, IPS, which is Introductory to Physical Sciences, together. And I remember because you, you had the this glorious long hair, and you would take out your brush <laughs> about every four to six minutes and brush it all the way out. And uh, I think back then in the mid-80s, you had like some wings on the front, too. So you like started oh, in yeah. the front and went oh, all yeah. the way back. There were a lot of rollers and uh, curling involved in the morning. The, the the bigger the hair could be, the the better in my in my opinion, at least back in nineteen eighty five. Exactly, it was it was fantastic. So my mom always said she's got such pretty hair. <laughs> Who do we have for IPS? It was Miss Tremel. Yes, of course, Miss Tremel. I, I personally preferred the next year when we had Miss um, Lane. Was it Miss Lane? Right for <laughs> yeah. social some sort of civic studies or social studies, and we somehow were able to watch the horror film. In class? Do you remember that? Yes, that was fantastic. The Chainsaw Massacre. The Chainsaw Massacre, right? I'm not quite sure how she weaved that into civic responsibilities, but um, maybe don't go out and murder somebody. I'm not sure, but that was a that was my favorite memory in high school. Yeah, <laughs> she did a fine job of uh, weaving that into our civics lesson, I thought. But yeah, we had many fun classes together. We did, we did. And you, we were always in the advanced AP classes together, and I always copied off your test because you were a lot smarter than I was. I don't know about that. I just probably studied more. Miss <laughs> Lane would be like, uh, Carrie, why are you sitting next to uh, Jen today? It's like, oh, I don't know. Isn't there a test today? Me being oblivious the whole time. Right, right. But I would happily have let you copied from me. I believe you're you would have. Friend. You're so sweet. <laughs> so uh, you're marrying Adam, and I'm just wondering, have you ever met his friends? I have. <laughs> Because I would, I mean, they're they're what I would call uh, in the business a giant red flag. <laughs> uh, is this based on your bachelor trip to Asheville with them? Yes, yes. Once I met them, and um, I was like, "How can anybody hang out with these people? They're clearly, um, you know, homosexuals. I know they're all married, but that's got to be a facade." You know how I know you're gay? How? How do you know I'm gay? Because you macrameed yourself a pair of jean shorts. You know how I know you're gay? You just told me you're not sleeping with women anymore. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay, and you can tell who other gay people are. You know how I know you're gay? How? You like Coldplay. Are you are you trying to uh, fit in some buzzwords now or something? <laughs> yeah. Or get me to say something? The, the, key, the keyword uh, <laughs> challenge. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. his friends are awesome. What are you talking about? They're, they're super fun. They're super cool. They really are. I'm just kidding. I, I, I had an awesome time, and they kind of reminded me of our group of friends where they've been together forever and um, have many, many memories over many, many years. Yeah, and that's actually like a – that was one of the things that – well, just that I really loved about Adam is that he had his high school crew, <clears throat> just like we have our high school crew. And, uh, yeah, it, it's super cool to have friends for that long. And that, that many memories, albeit some of them I'd rather, you know, not be able to recount. But We're streaking! Come on! Come on! We're running! Come on! Woo! 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 
for the most part, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, when their memories, they're all good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So if you and, and Adam ever get divorced, um, I hope you won't hold it against me, but I'll probably still hang out with Adam and talk about movies and hang out with his friends and do fun <laughs> stuff. Well, that's okay, because if that happens, his friends already told me that they're claiming me. And not him, so. <laughs> so I guess it'll just be me and Adam then. It will be a wash. But that was it. I just wanted to chat with you, congratulate you on your wedding, even though it is on a fall Saturday, which we always swore we would never get married on a fall Saturday. I, you know, I think had I done it maybe 20 years ago, y'all definitely would have been like, screw you, Jen, we're going to Georgia game. But since we're a little older, a little more mature, I don't know about the mature part, but you guys are gracious, and I appreciate you guys giving up the Georgia football game to come to the wedding yeah i don't know if we would have made the trip to knoxville anyway but for <laughs> just to hold it over you we were all going we already had it planned you already had hotel rooms can't uh, cancel them i need i need to probably pay you guys for that and um or make it up some other some other game yeah we bought yeah. tickets too so you got to pay us for tickets too <laughs> i'll get on that and if it wouldn't be too much i'd like to get something for you clark something really nice all right. Well, I love you. You know that. And I'm very, very, very happy for you. And I am really, really looking forward to this awesome weekend. Thank you so much, Carrie. Love you, too. Go, dog. Start again. I'm always a nice day for a white wedding. Whoa! It's a nice day to start again. Y'all be going on vacation? See, the thing is, if you about to be up out this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on? From the interior to the exterior, you got to get your posterior in one of these big-ass planes. Shit. Dog, you lay in the cut straight sitting on your ass and getting your drink on and your snack on while we floss and fly this mofo all over this bitch. East coast, west coast, it don't matter. Nia, we'll get you to your hoe and back lickety splits. No sh**. Then you be back at your crib chilling with a flat spliff, thinking we was some crazy ass angel. Hell, these fat, round, thick ass vessels run up in the sky so deep, it be crying. Yeah, you thought it was rain. So bring a towel, because at Delta, it's laid out like that. Call one of these fly ass Delta coochies and make all them punk ass co workers of yours catch the vapors as you be off and about. You going? We fly you there. You been? We done already flew up in there. We got you covered like a jimmy hat. At Delta, we loves us some flying, and it be showing like a motherfucker. All right, so we got Stevie on the line. What did you think about the dog's performance this weekend? I think it was pretty awesome. I was ready for a potential letdown, although I did like our chances. Our defense, I think, is pretty damn stout. I think we're going to be pretty good. I like that Jake Fromm, nine for nine, heck, two drops and deliberate throwaway, nine for 12. So basically, I call, I'll call that 100%. I think I didn't realize he started nine for nine amongst all the action, you know, with all the stuff going on. I think that's pretty impressive anytime you do that. Very accurate as a passer. I thought he made uh, good decisions as far as what plays he put us in. And I honestly think that he, he read the coverage as well. He looked at the right things. And he had a good feel uh, for the game plan. So I thought you know, Jim did a good job mixing it up with him, uh, letting him be aggressive. 
on what he really wanted to throw and connect. It looks like I did not give enough games to when Fromm was going to take over and win the job. I should have put the under over at two. You mean one quarter? Well, yeah, but officially winning the job, he won it at Notre Dame. So I guess that's three games. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, uh, I can't see you pulling him if he keeps rolling and rolling. I mean, he is he is so accurate. I mean, he you know he's dead on balls accurate. To be dead on balls accurate, dead on balls accurate. It's an industry term. Yeah, I think it's uh, some announcer somewhere saying he reminds them of Aaron Murray. It's interesting because Jacob Eason is now back, but Jake Fromm is making it difficult for his head coach, Kirby Smart, to deviate from the freshman. Yeah, Jake Fromm looks really good, doesn't he? As a true freshman, it's remarkable, and he gets better every game we see him play. He's accurate. I love the fact that he's aggressive. He takes shots down the field, and if it's not there, he throws it away. Fundamentally, to me, he looks a lot like Aaron Murray when he throws the ball. He also wears number 11, so that they do look similar, but they're very smooth. He's got a really good rapport going on right now with Terry Godwin outside and Javon Wims at receiver. Remember, receiver, a huge problem for this offense a year ago. I never thought Jake Fromm would look this good this early. He's been dyna- a dynamite. I think that's a, that's a pretty decent analogy. I mean, it's only, you know, it's only, what, three and a half games into it? Three and three-thirds? Three quarters, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, uh, he's solid, man. There's no way you can give that job back to Jacob Eason. No way. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, especially uh, if he keeps playing good and playing against Tennessee this week. Their defense, you know, of course this week they'll probably play out of their minds, but based on everything I've seen, they got to be the worst defense ever. <laughs> They're not that good because Florida actually gained some on them, and Florida's offense is atrocious. Is terrible. And watching their game was yeah. god awful, ugly. But I'm glad Tennessee lost in the fashion they did. Yes, they deserve it. A little bit of redemption. You and Trish, we were all going to do a, a big tailgate, but y'all decided to have a Starnes Family Demolition Derby with all of your vehicles. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's it's been quite a love fest of crashing vehicles around here. Yeah, so yeah. You, uh, how many cars niece, did you total niece, this week? Niece totaled a car in Athens, so at least she did it in the motherland. I guess there was some honor in that. Trish had a little little slight side swipe of a vehicle, parked vehicle. So we just said, you know what? We've had enough drama. Let's save a little cash, watch it at home. My mom's been wanting to watch a game with us, and my mom was fun to watch a game with, but my mother loves to talk. I told her, I, I made a park proclamation. I said, Mom, when you come over, when the game is on, you must zip it. There once was a mom named Zip It, and I had to do the old Saturday Night Live routine to her about 18 times. All right, Zip It. You, you can't even... Zip It. Zip. Look, all Ladies I'm... and gentlemen of the jury, exhibit A. Look, I'm Zippy Longstockings. When a problem comes along, you must zip it. Zip it good. Kisu hai pindawai mitahi Subtitle. Zip it. I want you... Stop. Zip it. You know what? You're like a child. Talking... If you just one time zip it. Because she wanted to let us know that her other sister-in-law was going to dress up as a bar wench for Halloween when we have the first play from the line of scrimmage that is a flea flicker for a touchdown. My mom's telling us about what my sister-in-law is going to be wearing for Halloween. 
That was a great time, but it's just fun. That sounds quite interesting. Ours was a little bit better because we were screaming our heads off, and I watched the replay, and our section was definitely the loudest section in the stadium. You could hear me and Wes and Jamie and Shannon and Crystal and Michael. I mean, we were so loud. (laughs) So the the four or five of y'all were just so loud that, it held up the rest of the stadium. The girders were bending by the sheer volume of our voices. It was a perfect mix of all day that you could tailgate, night kickoff, playing a, a top 20 team, national TV. It reminds me, you know what, was it anything like the Auburn game? What was that, five years ago? The blackout game where we crushed Auburn? No, it wasn't quite that good, but you know, it was it was definitely up there. The atmosphere was incredible. Everybody was loud. There was that nice buzz to the stadium, you know, that we like, um, that we haven't had in a long time. I might add, you we couldn't even make fun of of Coach Cheney. I mean, I had to text him because you know we got his private line. I had to text him say, "Hey, man, you did a good job. You made some awesome play calls in that game." Yeah, was it you said? Cheney must be duct taped to a water heater. <laughs> yeah, that's usually. If, I always figure if the good plays are being called, then he is he's duct taped to a water heater somewhere, not making any play calls. But Kirby called him out, said he called a great day, game. They had a great game plan going in. I mean, maybe it's it's what we hoped it would be, where he's kind of like Shanahan was with the Falcons, where he was terrible his first year, and then he kind of figured it out and was incredible the next year. Well, and I'm wondering if it's going back to Fromm, it could just be that the coaches are believing in the in the in the uh, quarterback that they have to say, listen, this kid doesn't have to have the strongest arm in the world, but if he's accurate, he just needs to be good at 25 yards and in. And then if we got someone wide open like we did on the flea flicker first play of the game, even that throw, it was right on the money in stride. That's usually the kind of throw where you can see a young quarterback throw it short, or if you're Jacob Eason who has a cannon of an arm, it would probably still be in the granite bulldog behind the end zone with him <laughs> yeah. open. It would he actually just, be in the mouth of that, that granite bulldog. He would have tried to hit us up in section 320. <laughs> exactly. Be like, y'all shut up and stop cheering and just drill y'all right in the head. Special teams play great. Rodrigo Blankenship for the lead. A 30-yard try. The kick is in the air and good! Dogs 20, Irish 19. I got one other thing to add that I want everybody to know about. Rod, would you like to tell the team? Come on, scholarship. It's, uh, it's yeah, harder that... to play a more balanced game than what we played. What do they say? We had 202 yards of rushing and 203 yards of passing. Yeah, that's pretty good balance. Um, yeah, I, I hope we get to be that type of team like Alabama where if someone with a mousy voice from the other team's defense the week of the game says how Alabama's next. I don't know if you heard that clip, but yeah, from uh... <laughs> when people talk, yeah, you got that bulletin board stuff and you just crush them like a little bug. Yeah, like 59 to nothing over uh, Vandy last week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, but I will have to manage my expectations like all of us, I guess. But, hell, we're Georgia fans. We've gotten way up for these kind of games. But, you know, when Mark Rick first came on and he first coached, there was a good five-year span where I was like, we, we may not win, but we know we're going to be well-coached and we're going to be in any and every game we're in. And that's been a long time coming. just seems like we're solid. 
You know, I mean, we're a solid team. We not, might, might not win every game, but <laughs> you're going to have to play a good game to beat us. I think that's a good place to be right now. Totally agree, my friend. Totally. No, I don't like you, but I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I got a list of names and yours is in red underlined. I check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. What you just made me do, look what you just made me do. And now the old Georgia boys would like to document the exact moment that Georgia fans lose their minds. So I'm not going to just say that Georgia's the second best team just yet because Auburn's still there. But by far, the East is over. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just get to the championship game, figure out who's coming out of the West. Auburn's still got a shot. But <laughs> just book the hotel. Yeah, just, just book it now. Okay. If you're if you're just Georgia, yeah, get it, get it. Georgia 4-0 for the first time under Kirby Smart. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Talking with Shabin, we were there together. It was a fantastic day of tailgating, and the atmosphere was like we wanted. Nice buzz at the stadium. What are your thoughts? Awesome day. Awesome day, yeah. It was... uh... It's a great day all the way around, great weather, great crowd, incredible uh, incredible game based on uh, how, how I was prepared for it. I was nervous going into it. You seem more confident than I was. I don't know uh, I don't know why, but after watching Mississippi State play LSU, uh, I was a little nervous, but we came out and just dominated on at every phase of the game, which was uh, which was really cool to see. Yeah, we're not really used to that. <laughs> no, no, we we may dominate on one minute part of the game. Normally, uh, the rest is a struggle. But yeah, it was special teams, defense, offense. It was just uh, it was just domination. Which is uh, it's been on. I think we were talking about that. It's been a long time since we kind of had a game like that where we just felt like we walked out and just you know completely dominated. I think that's what Alabama feels like after every game. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't one millisecond of that game where. It was in doubt. I mean, we we just dominated from the very beginning. Quick three and out, and then our first play was that awesome flea flicker. You know, you got to give Coach Chaney. We we give him a lot of heckling throughout the year and the off season, but uh, his play calling was pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as as much as we uh, kind of give him hell for, for to come out with a flea flicker first play, and then the other play was the uh, third and one, where normally it was just thirty one dive into the line. Or we give it to like our scat back, and he gets knocked back five, five yards. We we go uh, play action pass to the tight end, which you call for at least a hundred times a game, and hit the uh, hit the touchdown to Nada. That was awesome too. I know my favorite play in all of football: play action pass to the tight end. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. And what do you know when we actually do it? It works. Yeah, touchdown every time. I don't know why they don't run it. <laughs> I think that's the first time Nada's name has been called the whole season, though. So that was uh, that was kind of nice. Yeah, it seems like there's some practice field stuff going on with him because Kirby won't even talk about him. You know, he's just like no comment. He's he's working hard. Yeah. You know, it's kind of. Well, I had heard, and I can't remember if it was you or Kirby had said that he wasn't practicing up to the standard that Kirby was expecting, and until he did, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna get the reps in the game or get the 
get the passes thrown his way. So, and there was one play. Remember, uh, right before that, right before that uh, play where he scored the touchdown, he had missed a block, and when he was coming off the field, I mean, Kirby met him at the numbers and was just in his face, just screaming at him. So, I think he, he you know, maybe there's some plays that we don't really necessarily aren't watching him you know directly and uh, he's missing some assignments and some things so maybe that's why he's not getting as many uh passes thrown his way i do think that that coach cheney has probably been listening to our podcast as much as we talk about you know third and one don't give it to 125 (laughs) don't give it to the 125 pound guy let chubb have it he even ran the wildcat with chubb or the wild dog, right. whatever they call it. And we were screaming the last two weeks because you ran the right wildcat with Hardman, yeah. you know, and, and we, you know, it didn't work. And so he finally runs it with Chubb. Now I will say Hardman could have gotten through that hole too. But, uh, but yeah, it was nice running, running the wildcat with Chubb and, you know, knowing that, you know, you got, got your best guy back there and running the power, you know, the power play. Chubb's going to come back in on third and one. Christian Payne also in. Chubbs in the Wildcat. Here it is, the Wild Dog. And he's got it blocked perfectly. And there he goes. Score it, Giorgio. Another great block by Payne. I know, and amazingly, it worked. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes, it's crazy how that works. But we blocked that play up pretty good. I think maybe maybe I could have squeezed through that hole. I think you definitely could. I could have probably squeezed through that hole. I moved pretty well for a big man. Steve, Steve probably couldn't have squeezed nah, through that. Nah, Steve got but caught. me and you maybe. Yeah. One other thing I thought of, did you see that thing with uh, Kevin Kisner? We're uh, at the game? Yeah, remember we saw him at the game and cheered. And we're like, hey, that's Kevin Kisner. Yeah. Well, this is a fan who has come a long way to see this game. Kevin Kisner, a former golfer here for Georgia, is in the Tour Championship. He shot one of the low scores today. He tweeted out, hey, I need a helicopter to bring me to the game. Someone responded. That young man in the black shirt, this company flew him here to the game. I said, when are you going back? He said, as soon as we kick their butt. So he will go back and finish his round at the Tour Championship tomorrow. That is awesome. I love that. That's a dog fan right there. That's That's really that is. That cool. is. He's my new favorite golfer. I know. Use the uh, resources you have, I guess. Which Kevin Kisner, by the way, you know, not to stray off of football, but Kevin Kisner's awesome. I don't know if you remember uh, that that tournament he won. Like on, he had to chip in on eighteen to get to the playoff. Yeah, that he was is awesome. Intense, which you know most golfers uh, a little bit of passion, but he's he's just really intense. Got a lot of passion, so it's that's awesome to see. And he's obviously passionate about the dogs too, which is pretty cool. Yep, got to yeah. love that. Got to love it. We're rooting him on in the President's Cup this weekend. That's right. Go USA. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not many many bad things we can say. The defense was, was awesome. I mean, I, I was telling Steve, it looked like they had about 15 guys on the field at all times. I know it. I, I, I think that's actually the more exciting exciting thing for me this year is the, is the defense because, you know, I mean, with Chubb coming back and, you know, Michelle and – you know, we're expecting Eason to, to be, be here and improve. So the offense, not that I wasn't concerned about the offense, but uh, I was more concerned about the defense and really wanted us to, you know, been looking for several years for us to get back to that Van Gorder defense and, you know, having guys like Pollock that are just in the backfield every play. And we hadn't had that in a while. And this year, it's that's what it's like. It's We're in the backfield making plays and disrupting the offense. Rhythm of the defense. 
I thought they played hard. I mean, I don't know about any rhythm. I don't know how many three and outs we had. I thought that they got some drives going. We bowed our neck. We had a big red area stop. I thought that helped in the first half to hold the three there. I tell you, they're tough to defend now. They're going to give people problems. They're not They're not easy to defend. Um, but the defense continues to play hard. And as long as they start, don't start believing everything that, that y'all say about them, it'll be okay. Which actually the other thing that I, I would say was kind of my favorite part of this game was the way that the uh, – the secondary tackled. I mean, even if they did catch a pass, they were just getting just killed. Every As soon as they caught the pass, our guys were just on them. And I don't think we've had that before either. Yeah, we're used to a lot of missed tackles and things like that, but yeah. they, they seem pretty sound, very solid. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've watched the Georgia-Georgia Tech game in the last five years, you've seen at least a 1,000 missed tackles. Oh, so yeah, where we the way that, <laughs> try to bump a guy they tackled, with our shoulder and uh, say, oh, you'll probably go out of bounds. Oh, wait, you didn't. You ran for 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. The way that we tackled was really, really exciting. And, uh, obviously, I think Rokon Smith, is, he's not. he's got to be a candidate for uh, what's the uh, award for linebackers, Outland? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he, remember, he's a monster. He, he's got to be a candidate for that. He, if he's not leading the nation in tackles, I don't know who is because I swear they call his name every every play. He's uh, he's incredible. Who is the winner of the BBPI, Todd's Big Boy Pants Index this well, week? Well, I'll tell you what, there are a lot of people we could have chosen, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Baker. He had a heck of a football game. He had seven tackles. He had a handful of PBUs and knocked away, and he also had the first interception of the season for the Georgia defense this year. On the zone read, beautiful read with the interception, the first one of the season for the Bulldogs. He gets to wear the shoulder pads, and he gets to wear the big boy pants as well. I love it. The big boy pants index winner from Flatbush, DeAndre Baker. Yeah, he wasn't even a five-star recruit. Well, that tells you a lot about recruiting. Yeah, it does. So all you guys, all you guys that spend the entire off season looking at recruiting and worrying about whether we're getting five stars or four stars, that's a good example of why you might choose to spend your time elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, give me eleven Roquan Smiths and I'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, talking about Fromm because everybody's talking about Fromm. He's a gamer, that's for sure, and he is just so accurate. Every pass is just dead on perfect this mississippi state defense has been punched in the mouth to open this game this i can't see him pulling them out yeah what was that somebody it might have been steve because he bitches about easton a lot but somebody was saying what would you rather have a 90 mile an hour pass that goes into the stands or a 60 mile an hour pass that hits your receiver right in the chest every time and uh you know it's hard to argue with that from is you know just putting it on target every time. Thinking of, you know, the last couple of weeks, it was going to be a hard decision for Kirby about whether to put Easton back in when he gets healthy. But I don't think it's a hard decision at this point. You know, you got to go with, with what's working and, uh, you know, go with the guy that's, you know, leading the team to victory. I don't think he can change it up at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think it's as hard as a decision as they're making it. NFL arm talent doesn't necessarily equate to college victories. And, you know, I think a lot of Georgia fans would, if you said, okay, you've got David Green, Aaron Murray, or Matthew Stafford, you know, who do you pick? You know, obviously Matthew Stafford, in terms of arm talent, you know, is by far and away the best. But, you know, in terms of leading the team to, you know, to victory and things like that, I mean, I think it's a much closer race than, than what the talent would suggest. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's 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 a perfect analogy. Do you want Stafford, um, who looks incredible and goes 10-3? and three? 
or you want David Green who yeah. goes 13 and 1 and wins SEC title? Yeah. Yeah, and obviously David Green had an awesome defense too, but you know, I think we you remember back to the games when his play fakes were incredible and you know, his accuracy was was off the charts too. So I don't know. There's I like Easton, so I wasn't an Easton hater like like Steve is, but you know, I think at this point you just go with the hot hand and you know, keep winning and if, if we ride from all the way to the you know, SEC championship game. I don't think anybody could say, you know, that we did anything wrong by Eason. I mean, you can't, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. It's a team game. Absolutely. And I love the way our team's playing right now. Just keep it up. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We got to keep it up. Uh, keep it up this weekend. Tennessee going into that field. And it seems to just, the turf's all messed up. Obviously, just our, our knees just explode as soon as we run out on the field. So I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm worried about, about injuries. I'm worried about, let down game so we just get one game at a time as the coaches would say and keep on moving forward yeah Neyland stadium aka the seventh layer of hell <laughs> oh man such a big game i'm so glad i'm going to be at a wedding during the game and not get to watch the end i know yeah, i'm really I, excited I, about I talk, that i talked to jen about that this week i was so happy that we don't get to watch this big pivotal game except maybe on our phones <laughs> in the back of the church yeah, yeah, we won't we won't mention her last name because all Georgia fans will drag on her for scheduling a wedding during football season. A Georgia graduate, but no, no less, scheduling a wedding during football season. Not even during the Stanford game, during the Tennessee game, of all things. So, yeah. yeah, well played, well played. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody has got a body like me. But I gotta think twice Before I give my heart away And I know all the games you play Cause I play them too Oh, but I need some time off From that emotion Time to pick my heart up off the floor And love comes down Without devotion Well, it takes a song and Showing you that door, rock got it out Showing you that door, rock!